Hey Joe, are you hungry? I am hungry. I, I made some Jello. Oh, thanks. It's green Jello. Yeah, I love. That's my favorite color. Do you know what flavor it is? Uh, what? Satan. <laughs> Hey, Joe. Hey. What's hey, up? Not much. Just finished censor. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you finished Prince of Darkness. Prince of Darkness. Hey, yeah. I have a question for you. Do you know who my favorite director of all time is? Uh, Sam Raimi. No, he's my second favorite. Oh, shoot. Um, the girl that filmed censor. No. Prano? Prano. <laughs> Prano. It's not Prano. Um, is it... Oh, it has something to do with a trade. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think uh, it was Harry Welder. Harry Welder is my my favorite yeah. as well. Harry Welder in his famous film, um, The, the Object. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh gosh, no! My favorite director of all time is John Carpenter. Yeah, he his tw- you know his wait this is serious. <laughs> Do you know what his Twitter handle is? What at Master of Horror. So he's not humble about it. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> Very but, egotistical yeah. on Twitter handle. <laughs> but uh, he, he really is, though. He's a master of horror. Not necessarily that he made the scariest movies ever, yeah. but just that he has an eye for, like... For creepiness, creepiness like, and very and cinematic. atmospheric yeah. filmmaking. So John Carpenter is my favorite filmmaker. He's uh, known for his films such as Ghosts of Mars, Vampires... <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Just kidding. He's known for Halloween, The Thing, Big Trouble in Little China, uh, Prince of Darkness. Yeah. He directed this movie we just watched for Who Halloween. Oh, spooky and, Halloweener. Um, so this, do you want to talk about what this movie's about? Yeah. The devil is uh, ooze. It's that goop you see at the beginning of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1980. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Did you ever watch that movie? No, I didn't. It's really... Well, actually, I haven't watched it in a while. It's, I remember it being really stupid. Anyways, there is a priest who... Um, I don't remember exactly how the beginning starts out. There's a bunch of students a, that are... There are PhD students PhD at a PhD university. students at a university. And this teacher um, requests the help of these PhD students to um, assist in like a research project um, because he has been talking to some kind of like a priest who's dealing with some kind of spooky issue. In the monastery next door. Of the monastery next door. And uh, he gets them to go down and help. Um, Boo! Oh, God. Uh, He gets them to help out. And as they're exploring the church, they go down into the basement and they find um, a room decorated in tons and tons of crucifixes and, and holy imagery. And at the very back of the room is a giant cylindrical met like a glass container full of swirling um green luminescent like green <laughs> yeah. goop yeah. and very weird very spooky what a weird it, well it gets weirder but yeah yeah what an interesting plot um and as they're researching this uh lots of spooky mishaps happen and shenanigans and mm-hmm. the devil possesses a woman and by squirting ooze into her mouth the okay, ooze so the ooze is dripping out of the container and actually uh, Wait, what is the ooze? The ooze you find out 
is the devil. Satan himself. Satan. Is the ooze. Which. Not is not as, not is in the ooze. Yeah. He is the ooze. He is the ooze. And which you find out he was locked in there by the devil's dad? Anti-God. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, who, That's A N T I, not anti as in like your uncle and your oh, auntie. Anti God. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, who all exist in the realm of antimatter, as we exist in the world of matter, and that they are just inverse. Yeah, the of inverse our world. of us and the e- pure evil. Yeah. Um, so, eventually, uh, the devil eventually spurts around into a bunch of people's faces. And possesses a lot, possesses them, and none of them can leave because the devil has had this sway on the sway telepathic (laughs) telepathic (laughs) hold on homeless people for whatever reason. Which Alice Cooper happens to be one of them, and and so they can't leave because these homeless people will swarm them, and then also bugs will do that as well. Yep, and uh, eventually the movie climaxes with. The the devil in, in full possession of of one of our characters, trying to open a portal through a mirror, which is what, our, right because that's an interesting note because yeah. the the evil is represented by antimatter, right? So yes. the, the Satan is not the ultimate evil. Satan's yeah. dad is, and Satan's dad is just the opposite of God yeah. in this metaphysical wacky John Carpenter universe. Yes, and so because the evil is rep- the evil. De- you know, hell, the hell world is represented by the anti of the true matter of yeah. world. You, uh, the demons can use mirrors as a portal to hell, basically. Yes. Um, so our character opens a portal through this mirror to to bring Satan's dad into the yeah, our world to bring anti God into our world um, as some as some form of prophecy fulfillment. Uh, whenever everybody gets closer and spends more time around the church, they all have this shared dream, this shared like vision, uh, what looks to be like found footage of maybe like a news report with like in the future. A, in the future, it comes from the year 1999, um, of the front of the church that they are currently in with a dark figure coming out of it, and there's a voiceover of the film describing. Um, like why it's being sent and where it's being sent from. Very eerie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once our characters finally open the portal, um, our last remaining character who is capable and free ends up pushing the possessed character as well as herself, sacrificing herself to close the portal. They push both of them in there. Um, and, and the he, priest breaks the mirror with an axe. And the priest breaks the mirror trapping with an axe her. To, to destroy the portal. Um, and the last shot you get is of that character who sacrificed herself reaching for the portal in this weird sideways, watery, dark world. Being yeah. you know, the light drowning out and whatnot. Very cool shot. Very cool shot. Uh, the movie ends with the new broadcast of now that character being the figure in the church doorway in the broadcast. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, so... The weirdest, but first of all, what a weird premise. Yeah. What a wacky Bizarre. premise. Bizarre. What I love about this movie is that it's this blend of science fiction with uh, like religious demon yeah. horror. You know what I mean? So it's like like supernatural horror with yeah. science fiction. Um, because Satan is literally a bat of goop. Mm-hmm. In this movie, and so we should mention the 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 under 
the basement of this monastery where this where Satan has been kept all these years is run by the Catholic Church, but it's a specific order within the Catholic Church of uh, the order of the I don't remember what it's called it's something generic the order yeah. of the secret guys who wear robes, and they've like kept him alive. So I don't know if the implication is like they need Satan because at one point the priest has this whole kind of out of character monologue where he's like. We need, we just do this to make money, kind of thing. You know, it's like very religious, like, over, yeah, I like, remember that. Like, he was like, we were like, he's like we, using it to sell their religion. We're selling people. our religion to the masses, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I, and I so, think the I think order they, as a whole was standing as like a, um, keeping it away, like okay. trying to like block it off and but like I think the, seal it But off. I think the implication is that the, yeah. Catholic, the Catholic Church is keeping Satan alive <laughs> to make money because if they don't have Satan, they, what do they have? I, mean, I guess that that's the implication. No comment on that. No comment on that at all because it's kind of ridiculous. But I, I do like the overall concept yeah. a lot yeah. and I was fascinated yeah. by it. I was like, this is something that nobody would ever think of. This no. is so creative. Yeah. Having Satan be a scientific, explainable entity of like, oh, he's this goop and the anti-god kept his son in a container to keep him alive and now it's this goop that... Okay, so all that. And then the goop will possess people and then uh, they're trying to find a way to stop it. And So one thing, I think the strongest part of this movie, um, just overall, the the most... um, Thing, the thing to me that was like, that is what makes this movie work, is the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, it's got good cinematography. All John Carpenter movies, I, I mean, I'm I'm counting prime, like, 80s and early 90s John Carpenter yeah. movies have great cin- cinematography. Because he has a good eye for just the frame. And, mm-hmm. like, he's, he's not like a... Um, he doesn't do any crazy camera tricks or anything, but he's just got a like. It's you can tell it's a John Carpenter movie. It's it's yeah. kind of um, it's precise. Um, so it's got good good cinematography. It's got good acting. The plot's really cool, um, even if it is a little fuzzy at parts. Yeah. Um, but the thing that made it was just the atmosphere. It's mm. just this creepy slow burn. Yeah. Something is underneath us, and well, I don't know what it is, but. But it's there, you know. Yeah. It, that creepy atmosphere gave this. It made it a perfect Halloween movie. It's just like it's not necessarily a, a jump scare. It's like it's not really a. It is a horror movie. It's not scary. Yeah. But it is creepy, yeah. and that that's the strength of it. Um, I just love the vibe of the, like, PhD students, especially like that. That's just a good detail. Mm-hmm. They're not college students. They're not like undergrad physicists. Yeah. Because then you have the college vibe. They're PhD students. Yeah. So all their classes take place in the afternoon or the nighttime when nobody else is on campus. Yeah. They've got this – and college campuses with nobody else on them are kind of creepy. Yeah. So they they just nailed that vibe from the beginning of like let's have them be PhD students so all their classes are at night and they're hanging out at a college campus at night. That that does wonders for the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really – enjoy the plot like i love how just bizarre and out there it is it's not something that's super typical it's Uh, not like most of it's not safe yeah not safe um even as somebody who theologically doesn't align with the movie i I thought it was i disagree with the the heart behind it yeah but i thought it was was very creative and very very well done and very just very interesting yeah 
Um, like you said, I think the atmosphere plays such an important part uh, of the movie. And something I said in a video that either aired before or after this, not really sure. Um, I love... Brain no. <laughs> I love the slow burn movies. Yeah. Um, the entire movie, you're going along with these students. You're not really given a whole... You, the only answers you mm. have are what they have. That's There's no dramatic point. irony going there, on. There is none. It, um, John Carpenter does that, does that really well, where you know what the characters know yeah. and nothing more. Yeah. And you're experiencing it with them. Yeah, and it's not like you ever get anything explained afterwards either. They mm. The plot concludes, and you are left in the same plot the characters are. Yeah. Very immersive. Um, and very, I, I That's just, a good point. The very immersive... That yeah. his movies are very immersive, yeah. Yeah, so you get to feel the confusion with the characters. Um, you get to feel the fear, all of those things, not knowing anything outside of what they know. I thought it was a, it was a good use of that style with this kind of movie where there isn't a whole lot that can be explained. Where if you were to explain it, I feel like the movie plot would just fall apart. It's not interesting anymore. There's... Little you details explain, you can trip up. Well, that, that's and the not, thing. It's already out there. It's not like something mm-hmm. you would, I would want to have explained to me. It's right. already bizarre enough. You can't explain away the details of this movie. That, yeah. And that's, that's I think, where some people would have an issue with it. It's like, well, that doesn't... What do you, what do you mean? You know, like, they would yeah. ask, what do you mean the Catholic Church has kept Satan in a vat for 2,000 years? I don't know. <laughs> You're asking me? Yeah, that's what I, the movie told I me. I know what the characters yeah. know. They have the same reaction. They're like, what? <laughs> but they do their best to figure it out, and yeah. instead they end up just kind of fighting for their lives. Um, I like that. Yeah. I don't think you need... Um, and this is this is where you get into really subjective territory. Um if you're watching a Christopher Nolan movie, yeah. you can rest assured you will have every detail explained. Yeah. Um, and you can either choose, you can be satisfied with it or not, but he he really puts effort into working out the details of his movies. Yeah. Uh, the, but this movie is not a Christopher Nolan movie. No. It puts you in the shoes of the characters and it says, here's this crazy thing. It's kind of spooky, right? Deal with that. And then it <laughs> leaves you with it. Yeah. Um, what I loved about it, first of all, was like the this is found footage before there's so I'm, I'm moving on by the way yeah. <laughs> so okay. there's found footage uh, this is found footage before found footage was a thing um, you have this recurring dream that all the characters are having where Satan or some dark figure is emerging from the church and they they're told in it, this is a transmission from the future and that they from 1999 and they have to put a stop to this and yeah. so they do they, they put a stop to it by tackling Satan into or the Character. So the main character is this redhead named Danforth, I think. Something like that, yeah. And she's a character. Um, she's, I guess, like a. Is she a workaholic? Kind of? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, she saves the day. She sacrifices herself, tackles them into the mirror, and saves the day. Um, and so they do change the future. Satan, or whatever that dark figure was, is no longer emerging from the church. But then the very last shot of the movie is that same footage, that same found footage again, but now it's Danforth emerging from the church as a vessel of Satan. Yeah. Um, and then you get the the dude, I don't remember his name. He wakes up and reaches yeah. toward a mirror, and that's how the movie ends. I really like that ambiguous yeah. ending. It's not an ambiguous ending in the same way that Censor is an ambiguous ending, if that if this is airing after <laughs> Censor. If Censor doesn't come out until next week, then just wait and hear what we have to say about that movie. Um, yeah. So it's different. This movie yeah. is kind of 
you get a clear-cut picture of what's going on. There's no question of what's real and what's not. Yeah. It's, it's okay. This is what's happening. The specifics of exactly how it works or, yeah. or what the implications are are still left in the air. And mm-hmm. I, I like that a lot. I like the, the way this movie ends. Um, but, yeah, I think this was probably the most John Carpenter John Carpenter movie I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Do, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. Like, it's not my favorite of his. It's definitely not my least favorite. It's probably in the top half. Yeah. I mean, it definitely is in the top half. Um, it, but it's the most John Carpenter movie I've yeah. seen. It's like that. It, that was um, his essence distilled, you yeah. know? Um, but yeah. Yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it. It was a really good movie. Um, I was trying to think. There was something else I was going to say about this movie. Um this, of course, the score was great. It was yeah. John Carpenter did it himself, so uh, his movies always have that kind of slow burn score to it, where it's just the under, it's underneath everything. Yeah. You know, it, it gives a flavor uh, to everything. Um, but yeah, just the premise itself was enough to make you kind of have whiplash. Um, <laughs> but I really, oh, oh, that's what I was going to talk about was the uh, the special effects. Yeah. Um, there's some really good like practical makeup effects. Uh, there's some cool stuff where people have like ants crawling all over them. Yeah. That's not really a special effect. That's just ants. Uh, that that stuff's all cool. The really creepy imagery of the homeless people surrounding the monastery, not yeah. letting anyone leave. That's just some really great shots. Like when when they run out to the parking lot and it's got that wide shot of just them standing in the light yeah. and the darkness. That's a really cool shot. But specifically. Um, what the shots inside the mirror mm-hmm. so like that shot where she goes in and then you see her reaching it yeah. it's an underwater shot but it's shot completely in the dark and only and they just have a bright light lighting up the characters yeah um that is really cool imagery and a lot of the stuff in this movie is low budget good like creepy imagery uh, yeah. one thing i'm thinking of is when the goop is escaping and it's like it's, it's dripping going upwards. upwards. I was going to mention that earlier. Yeah, yeah, dripping upwards toward the ceiling, and then yeah. later it pools, pooling up in the on the ceiling, ceiling yeah. and you see a pool of this green goop on the ceiling. And it's so funny because you watch. You, I mean, like I thought this when I was watching it. Like you see that shot, and you're like, okay, that's that's clearly just a reverse <laughs> shot. They just flipped yeah. the frame upside down, yeah. but it works. Like yeah. it works really well. Like I never, it never took me out of it. It was yeah. just like that's a good way to uh, make that yeah. shot, get the point across of what you're trying to get in a low budget way. Yeah. So. If there were no ceiling, would it just fly into space? I, I you know, it, that's another place where if you think too hard, it falls apart. Um, um, I do like the idea. Okay, so whenever they're trying to bring out Anti God from the portal of mm-hmm. the water world, and the hand of Anti God is reaching out, I really like the idea of the opposite of God, omnipresent God, is a very squishy, goopy man. Uh, that's funny. The 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 is a squishy. Wait, wait, say that again. Yeah. The, well, they're re, they're trying to pull out anti god, the yes. opposite of god. Yes. It's just a wet guy. It's just a wet guy with scales on <laughs> with his hand. With scales, just yeah. kind of squishy. Just kind of a, oh yeah, ooh, gross. <laughs> anti god, reasonable. Like a, yeah, I guess I can't argue with it. Yeah. Well, who am I to say? But I'm who like, also, is? it's an '80s movie. How also, are they going to film an omnipresent? Just force? the the idea yeah. that Satan is not the ultimate bad guy, but his dad. But his dad is. So it's like the whole it's like, like a, saw. Ron and Melkor thing. It's like, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, there's another guy from longer ago yeah. that I don't know anything about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the whole 
God and Jesus and anti-God yeah. and the devil. Oh, I guess I never realized that's what they were going for. Yeah, that's I don't true. know. No, that's definitely what they okay, meant. Okay, yeah. well, yeah. I'm kind of a prodigy when it comes oh, to Oh, they also kind stuff. of insinuate that Jesus was an alien. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. They insinuate right. like, oh, Jesus was an alien and he knows quantum mechanics. Yeah, and he was. He came to warn us about devil goop. He came to warn us about goop. anti-God, devil goop. And they... Because and they kept he, it secret. And because he was something. trying to warn them... They, they killed him. They killed him. That's why. Oh, that that's was that's it. right. Yeah. Yeah, because they were like, "Oh, we can't tell them. We need him. We need the goop to to. What did they need it for? I don't remember. Make money? I, or was it something more? Were they like cultists? Because they have all the religious books with quantum yeah. equations in there, and that, that was a yeah. huge sticking point of the movie where they were the characters were like, "Oh my gosh!" Because they're all physicists. They're physics yeah. PhD students, and they read the books, and they were like. Oh my gosh, these ancient religious texts are full of quantum mechanics. They knew it way back then. And P.S. Jesus was an alien who knew quantum mechanics. <laughs> P.S. Just as yeah. a side note. Yeah, there's there's a lot in this movie. And, you know, you can, nit, you can nitpick all that. Like, okay, that's dumb. Yeah. But in the context of the atmosphere of this movie, of... Of what it's trying to be, I think it yeah. works perfectly. I, I don't. I have no complaints as far as the the campy like yeah a, the the sci fi stuff. Yeah, and I think for the most part, I'm I'm not the most like critical mu- movie watcher. No, I'm not either. Like if they hand me a plot idea, I'm like, well, that's I the idea you're handing will, me. I will run with it. I'm yeah. gonna let I'm gonna let you see what you want me to see. Yeah. Like, what are you gonna try and flesh out? In the framework of the movie, yeah. I'm gonna run with like, it, it, the things that get is when a, if a movie breaks its own rules, it bothers yeah. me. But if the, if you hand me a ridiculous plot thread yeah. and that's the context I have, I'm gonna run with it yeah. and and see where you take me. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Any last thoughts? Um. Wonder what the goop tasted like. Mm, I I told you at the beginning it's Jello, man. It's like green apple Jello, but melt, but like before it hardens, you know. I want to th- I want to imagine that the devil tastes like Baja Blast. Ooh, okay, that's a little that yeah. I feel like it wasn't blue enough for that, but I will yeah. I'll let that slide okay. because that sounds maybe nice. okay. Mountain Dew. All right, mellow yellow. Uh, mellow yellow. Okay. <laughs> hey, Vern. <laughs> Up next. We're going to review Ernest, Ernest Scared, Scared Stupid <laughs> for Halloween. <laughs> Bro, I love that movie. we got to do that. That's funny. Um, all right. Zephyr, Wait. where would you rank this movie? Do you want to do it at the same time again or just one at a time? Um, again or for the first time? Or for the first time. Either way. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's do that. All right. All right. I'll explain my rating after because okay. if it's very different than yours, then I'm going to be embarrassed and I'm going to have yeah. to explain. Anyway. Okay. Ready? Wait. Let me remember. Okay. Three, Three, two, two one. 31. Whoa, we're pretty close. Yeah. I said 31. Same bracket. My yeah. original guess was 33. Okay. Uh, then, yeah, we're pretty close in the same yeah. range there. My, I was going to do 28, yeah. but then I thought, okay, you have to remember that John Carpenter is my favorite director, so even, yeah, if I, yeah. even if I think the plot's dumb or there's aspects I don't like, just the style and the atmosphere always sucks me in. Yeah. Every time it sucks me in. Yeah. Um, and so that's a huge part of just like, man, I, the lowest I've ever ranked a John Carpenter movie is probably, I mean, on the podcast, it's this one. But yeah. in 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 real life, it's probably never going to go lower than a 35. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. And, and you have to remember that like three of his movies are ranked at number two. So yeah. <laughs> that, that, um, that's a huge um, thing. But yeah, 31 is my ranking right now. If I rewatch it, and honestly, I think it can only go up. 
Um, yeah. might might end up at like a twenty five. Maybe. Yeah, and honestly, I think thirty nine might have been too low. I think my original thirty three might have been a good enough place for yeah. it. I did really like it. A lot yeah. of the time, I'm when I think about these movies, I don't place them higher into like the twenties bracket because I don't want to seem like a shill. I don't want to seem like a shill, and I don't want to seem like oh, I love every movie I watch, right? Except then, for the obviously crappy ones we review every now and right. then. Like the Bye Bye Man. Um, <laughs> um, but I do. I'm thinking about like, yeah, like. How often would I rewatch this? Right, and, and how how does it fit into your personal taste? My personal taste. Yeah. Would I show this to somebody? Would Is you it, recommend it? Would I recommend kind of it? Yeah. yeah, all uh, that's playing into it because it's yeah. like, <clears throat> I mean, when we bo- we got to the end of Prince of Darkness and we both said that movie was rad. Yeah, like, that was really cool. I liked that a lot. Um, because uh, I mean, we tend to like, like I mean, we we talked about that already, but just like we we run with what they give us, and yeah. so that that. Uh, I like. I think I've liked most movies I've seen. Um, yeah. Even if I have criticisms, so. Yeah. Yeah, but th- th- I really did like this movie. So thirty-one. Yeah. Any uh, last words? Uh, like, I mean, ever because I'm I'm about to kill you. Oh, uh, it's been fun. That's it. Well, I mean, what else am I gonna say? Be, be more specific. What's been fun? It. The movie, which we will review in two years. <laughs> Thank you.